Hey gang, this is Lachlan Monroe, also known as Officer Scott Stubbs from Freddy vs. Jason. I've been in the movie uh, Dracula 2000, scary movie, all of that stuff. Um, and I wanted you to know that you're listening to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. Check it out. The Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. Peace out. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Just want to thank all our fans and listeners. We're doing something a little different today. We're doing a mailbag episode. You guys entered a bunch of awesome questions. We're looking forward to answering all of them. Some are actually pretty damn difficult to answer because they're yes. so good. But uh, any opening thoughts for just jump right into it? Yeah, first of all, this is the first episode we've all ever done in person together. So if we sound a little different, that's why. We're sitting around a round table the day of my wedding. So here we are. All the episodes I've missed the last few months is because of this. So we're... We're ready to get this started, man. And thank you for sending all your questions. We kind of had an idea for an episode and didn't think we'd get enough questions. And then, boom, we got like 40 questions. <laughs> so we're going to try to get to them all today. I'm excited, guys. Thanks for being here, by the way. Yeah, and I know a lot of our fans are not excited that uh, Mike's getting married and going off the market and the uh, call me sometimes coming off the uh, coming off the bill. But uh, we're happy for him. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of appropriate that we're sitting around talking about horror on a day that Mike is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, never mind. Um, it's good to be in person with you guys, and looking forward to it. Not everyone's marriage is a horror movie, pal. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, sure, pal. <laughs> All right, All right ready to get these questions? Yeah, let's, let's do it, it, brother. Let's get it, dude. Uh, first question is from Samantha Fagan. What was the first horror movie you remember watching? What made you fall in love with the genre? I'll just go first real okay. quick. And then Brian, yep. Okay. I told the story ad nauseum. Jason lives. Uh, we've got to interview CJ Graham and Tom Matthews, Darcy DeMoss, several people from mm -hmm. the show. Uh, that movie got me into horror, scared the hell out of me when I was six, seven years old. And now I'm 31 with three of my best buds doing a show about it. Um, yeah, and I told the story too, I think our very first episode. But uh, I was riding a bus in uh, fifth grade, and some kid talked about – was talking about the ending of Jason Goes to Hell when Freddy's glove comes up and grabs a mask and pulls it down. And I knew about the characters just from pop culture, but I thought, man, that sounds so cool. But I think what actually made me fall in love with the genre was, you know, going to TNM video, not TNA video, Dustin, <laughs> TNM video, and, uh, you know, renting and watching all night marathons with my boy, Jonathan Creel. Not that there's anything wrong with empty in the hub, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I've told this story on the show before. My first actual horror movie I remember seeing is uh, Scream, but it scared the pants off of me when I was a kid. So I never, I didn't watch another horror movie till 2007 when Rob Zombie's Halloween came out, and a few of a few of us got together and went and saw it in the theater. One of the people sitting in the room watching us do this show, and we, I loved that movie. Then now I have some problems with it, but it's technically the movie that got me into the genre. I binged everything I could. After that movie, I fell back in love with it. And it's the reason the original Halloween is my favorite film. So I've told the story, too, about the first horror movie I can remember watching. But I don't remember what it is because my CTE is kicking my ass. Um, 
I think that it was either a Children of the Corn movie or maybe Pet Cemetery. I, I remember it being like a Stephen King movie. Uh, my dad was watching it. I would just kind of sneak in and watch a little bit, or he'd let me watch a little bit with him as much as I could handle as a small child. But um, so I, I got those memories, like watching horror movies with my dad. It was pretty cool. And what honestly, what made me fall in love with the, the genre is not really a movie in particular, but I like things that invoke emotion that make you feel something. And when you watch a good horror movie and it gets your uh, adrenaline pumping, that's just there's no no replacing that. All right, she had another question for us, and she asked, "This is one of the, <laughs> I, <laughs> I couldn't find an answer for honestly." But she asked, "What is a concept you like to see in a horror movie?" I just wrote, I'm sorry, but I really couldn't think of anything. <laughs> and look, I don't know if this is really answering the question, but I'd, I'd like to see a found footage with uh, one of the big three with Mike. Mm-hmm. Well, Chip, well, it wouldn't work with Freddie, so definitely with Michael or Jason, I would yep. like to see a found footage. Man, you didn't like Halloween Resurrection? <laughs> that, that was like, it wasn't good. I know. It was a no, little bit found footage. I think right? that would work really well with Jason. And even like with I, Never Hike Alone, it was right. like a little bit found footage. I good. think. That style of film would work best with Friday the 13th for sure. I think a found footage Jason movie would be great. Um, look, I had a hard time answering this question too because I don't really know anything that hasn't been done <laughs> in horror. So I kind of answered it the same way you did. And I answered it at breakfast this morning. So it was a joke, but I'm serious. Let's just do a crossover between the the Friday the 13th series and the Friday series with Ice Cube. We'll call it Friday after Friday the 13th. Craig and Debo and Lester and all those guys will be there. It'll be great. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I'd watch that. Um, I would too. How you get murdered on your day off, Craig? <laughs> I was gonna say that uh, more. I, I want more crossovers. Like I said, when we were pitching sequels, oh, when we were pitching sequels, and I said, you know, what, let's think a uh, Friday the Thirteenth and Ninja Turtles crossover when the Ninja Turtles helped take back Manhattan, but something like that, something with something you. with a, a crossover. Like you just said Friday and Friday the Thirteenth. Suck a dick. I want more crossovers. Of uh, horror with non-horror genre, mm-hmm. and just to see what fun could come of it. I'm with you. All right. Her last question was: Should zombies be depicted as fast or slow? Give me fast zombies all day. Oh, 100. I don't. I, there's not a slow-moving zombie movie that I like. This, and I appreciate you sending this question, but this question gets asked at least once a month by someone to any show that does horror. Uh, fast. I, I, I don't think slow zombies are ever scary. I know that that's the original way they were depicted, but those movies to me are boring as shit. So give me Fast Zombie. I like The Walking Dead, the first four seasons or so. I was going to say, still um, going, by the way. You yeah, catch new episodes I got week. tired of it. It's not that I don't like it. It stopped liking it. I just got tired of it because they weren't doing anything new. I think that Fast Zombies are more exciting, but I think slow-moving zombies are more believable for me. Unless I'm talking about more believable when I'm talking about a fucking zombie. zombie movie. <laughs> Once rigor mortis sets in, how fast can you really be? So... <laughs> I think slow is more believable. All right. Uh, Chucky Side Chick asked us, if you could pick one place to live, horror-related movie or show or real life, where would you pick? I kind of struggled on this one. Me too. But I picked John and Kate's house from The Orphan just because it was super nice house. <laughs> it was a nice house. Are, are the plus eight going to be there? John and Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Esther had it good. I don't know why she fucked it up. <laughs> Uh, at first I picked Haddonfield, but then uh, Nico reminded me I had to fucking live in Illinois. So <laughs> I, I'm going to go with uh, Amity Island, live on the beach. Don't, just don't go fucking swimming. Shout out to all of our Illinois listeners. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> shout out to all three of you. Congratulations. Um, I also said Haddonfield, but it's kind of funny. I thought about that too. I was like, I have to live in fucking Illinois. No offense, listeners. 
But then I was like, I could just live on the set of Haddonfield, which is normally like North Carolina, South Carolina or something. So that works for me. That's where I live. Um, I said wherever Anna de Armas chooses for us to live. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, the only other thing, really quick, the only other thing I could think of is the Amityville house because I'm not scared of any of that bullshit. All right, all right until, until your bed starts shaking. Yeah, not right. real, not real. Cool. Just totally made up. Just don't invite me. Up. Totally made up. Our Weston Lunsford asks, what subgenres of horror movies would you guys like to see explored? It feels like horror has gotten caught in the same trap as other genres, endless sequels or recycling old movies. Uh, I just, I agree with what you said, but I don't really have a preference. I just want to see some good new original ideas. Uh, a new home invasion movie, a new slasher, cult stuff like Midsummer, Hereditary. Just keep making good stuff, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm not real sure that there's a subgenre that hasn't actually been explored. Yes, um, but I mean, I, I mean, I'm a fan of Friday and Halloween, so I don't mind the endless sequels that you brought up. <laughs> Just give me some fucking continuity. Uh, I I pretty much answered the same way because, like I said earlier, everything's been done to death. So just keep mixing in some original content, like you said, Midsummer. Hereditary and, and mix it. Hey, great film. Uh, mix it in with our, you know the slashers we love. Mix it in with our logo. I mean, just you know. By the way, make a new fucking Freddy movie for the love of God. Brian, don't get it. I don't get. Yeah, I don't understand it. That's yeah, you're not a real horror fan. You don't get it. I guess not. Um, I'd like to see more like post-apocalyptic world horror. Okay. Um, that World War Z involve, style. That don't involve, involve <laughs> zombies necessarily. So World so, War Z with the great Brad Pitt, right? Brad Pitt. Um, <laughs> Either that or, uh, you know, some some more, like, nature horror. Like, okay. where, where it's like a rabid wolf or something okay. is, the, is the villain. I don't so, know. going back to, like, you know, werewolf style. Days. Winnie uh, the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh coming out, we'll man. We'll get there. We'll get there. Said. <laughs> it's, it's just wait. All right. Joe Swinford asked, if you could recast one person in a movie, series, franchise, who would it be? And who would you replace them with and why? My answer is I would replace Michael Myers in four and H2O with Nick Castle. Okay, that's fair. Y'all aren't going to like my answer, but uh, um, I said Judy Greer. I'd replace her with Daniel Harris and name her Jamie. That's fair. Like, I, I, you don't have to go into the continuity thing. You don't have to say that four and five exist. You don't have to say that they're brother and sister. It's just uh, Easter egg for all the fans that have stuck around for all these years. It really would not have changed Halloween 18 – Halloween kill at all to me. I think I think that's what I would have done. Uh, man, this was tough to answer, but I just went ahead and said Brad Pitt in every horror movie. Yeah. That is perfect because I said I would put Ethan Hawke in seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the real answer is kind of similar to Nico. I would like to see a different Michael Myers for two, four, and five, actually, is was what I was thinking of. Bad. I really did put Ethan Hawking seven in place of Brad Pitt. Um, and then just more just more David Arquette in general. No, <laughs> damn it. All right, Mike, this is specifically for you, Joe asked. Has anyone ever called you sometime? Uh, not from the show. Uh, my soon-to-be wife calls me every day. So there you go. <laughs> I actually answered this question for Mike, and I said, yeah, but we can't talk about it on the air because it's still being looked out by the FBI. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that weird. All right, Michelle Mirza asked, hi, guys. As you all know, you're my favorite podcast. Hey, Appreciate Michelle. That. Hey, Michelle. That being said, how long do you guys plan on doing the show for? I really hope it's for many years to come because every week listening to you guys makes me a very happy girl. Uh, until I take my last breath, I plan on doing it. Until they run out of horror films, I'm in. <laughs> and I don't think we're ever going to run out of horror films. Until Nico fires me, I'm out. Yeah, I, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> to quote Jordan Belfort, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not, I'm not fucking leaving. leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> 
All right, here's a good question. Not that other one, but I really like this one. Uh, oh, ba- Nico, that was from a movie, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. It's not an 80s film. You Go should ahead. see it. <laughs> He's so bad. Uh, ba- Becky Johnson asked. I-, I haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street, but it's like oh, three hours. God. It's great, though. The Turn it on. Turn it on in here. The pacing is phenomenal. It doesn't feel like three hours. Becky Johnson asked, most underrated horror movie and why? Uh, God, I'm, that's I'm, difficult. I'm a bit of a homer. I chose The Strangers. Uh, it only has a 6.1 on IMDb, but it feels so real and super scary to me. I went with The Faculty, and we kind of, we reviewed that movie, but I kind of said why. I thought it was a little bit underrated. Uh, you can listen to that on uh, don'tgoutthere.com. Man, I went back and forth with this because every – I don't know if I have like a really underrated horror film. The Strangers is one, like you said. I uh, I don't know. I, I to me, and this is going to be this, maybe recency bias, but I think history will view it kindly. The New Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think it's great. Holy Christ! <laughs> I uh, the Faculty is a good one. Um, Strangers is a good one, but I said it follows because I think that's one of the that's one of the better newer horror movies within with a New concept hasn't really been like I've never can't think of another movie with that concept. And you never hear people talk about it. I just that's, that's my pick. That was a good one. I just thought of one. That's teeth, it. one of your best. Go, teeth. God. I love teeth. Serious? I love teeth. Is that the one with the the bad? Yeah. Shit? Teeth. Yep. It's good. Dude. It's a it's a movie about promiscuous sex. Can't beat it. Wow. All right. You can't coming soon it. to don't go out there. Dot <laughs> <laughs> All right. Doing it live. I'm jumping over to Instagram now. This I really like this question a lot. Elbow.Tyler asks, what in your opinions are the top three most important elements to make an awesome horror flick? Uh, my answer is tension, atmosphere, and a good performance by the villain. Hmm. Yeah, atmosphere is the most important mm-hmm. to me. We say that all the time. Uh, character development, like make me care about the people that this is this is happening to. Um, we kind of went over that with Hostel just recently. Right? I didn't give a shit about any yep. of the characters. Um, and the ending, like how many times have we done movies where they just hadn't stuck to the flat. So, yeah. uh, my number one is the same as y'all's atmosphere, mood, atmosphere, which is something I say every freaking review, I think. But uh, it's very important to set the tone. I think it, you, you got to pull me in, make me care about same the characters. Cinematography? Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. No, I'm not doing cinematography. I'm trying to change, change my words around here. Uh, this is going to be whatever, but something that's important to me with a lot of horror movies is how good are the kills? Oh, if, yeah. if it's a movie that's got kills, I want to see creative kills. I don't want just – I love Scream, but it's, as I've said a million times, stabs to the gut, stabs to the face, stab to the ass. Like, it's just the same old shit. There's a reason the movie within the movie is called Stab because all there is is just stabbing. So I like creative kills. I think it's stab to the ass. Stab to the ass? When does that happen? <laughs> I don't know, but he's still getting fucking stabbed. Is Come it on. teeth? Is that when that happens? I mean – Stay tuned because I'm going to make y'all review it at don'tgooutthere.com. Make – Anyway, is this my beer? Yeah. Okay. I uh, I said atmosphere, but when I say atmosphere, of course, like I mean lighting. Yeah, and, lighting. You know, mood, yeah. Lighting, mood, all that. Uh, suspense and tension are interchangeable. Like you have to get you on the edge of your seat. And then an underrated part of what makes a good horror movie is the score. Like when it's used, when it's not used, matters as well as the uh, music selection. All right. The two close to home podcast asked us. What's your favorite podcast besides your own? And then they said, not us pandering at all with the laughing emoji. <laughs> uh, I got a few I like to listen to. Uh, Mr. Ballin, he's like a big YouTuber, but he does like true crime and other stuff like that. I love him. 
uh, Talk Scary to Me. That's Daniel That's Harris and Scout Compton's uh, podcast. It's really good. And I like Dead Meat a lot as well. Yep. Yeah, I actually don't listen to very many podcasts. Um, I If I listen to any true crime stuff, it's too close to home for sure. And, you know, I listen to the Dead Meat on just, you know, stuff that I want to hear about, not every single episode. So that's pretty much it. Yeah, same. Yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so this was kind of difficult. Uh, something to wrestle with, with, with uh, Bruce Pritchard, one of my favorite podcasts. Um, I really like Dead Meat and what hit or what uh, James and Chelsea do. I, I think it's really, really good. Um, I listen to a lot of true crime, but probably the my, my go-to true crime is Sword and Scale. Can't wait to hear Dustin's answer. Here we go. I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As you all know. He's got the same answer Including <laughs> our own Yeah, podcast. you listen to it every week, don't I you? I listen every week. Um, <laughs> At least once. No, I, I only listen to two. And I used to listen to the Joe Budden podcast a lot just for, like, pop culture. And Canceled. Rap. But uh, I don't – ever since Rory and Maul left, I don't listen to it anymore. Um, but I listen to Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard because I'm a big wrestling fan. And also, this is going to shock a lot of people. I listen to Joyce Meyer enjoying everyday life. There you go. Amen. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It's all nice. right. It's Megan Marie asked us, what has your favorite episodes been? Leprechaun. Got a, oh, no, <laughs> hell no. I got a few I wrote down. Um, you love the episode. I love the episode. It was some, fun to do. Yeah. Some of my favorites were The Shining just because I hadn't seen the movie. It got whacked. That's why. Had a great, we had a great discussion. <laughs> we did. The Visit was another one I liked. Halloween Kills, The Ring. I love that one, Mike. The Live 31 rankings are always fun. Yep. And Train to Busan. That was just off the top of my head. We've done like 200 of them. Yeah. So. Um, favorite one we've done that uh, I'll, for sure was the Write, write Your Own sequel. I really enjoyed too. just the process it took to, to do that and the time we put in to do it. I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, I, re- I really do. I really do like Leprechaun because it's funny to listen back to. Um Shocking, I know, but I think Halloween 2, Rob Zombies, is a really good episode because it's a really good discussion. It was. I think The Visit, like you said, is a great episode. Uh, man, golly, there's so many. I, I'll be honest. My favorite episode we've ever done is the one that you just said, Brian, and it's the create your own sequel or, or, or create your own you know, idea. That was original. We hadn't done anything like that, and it was fun to do. I got to be honest with you. I don't remember this past <laughs> episode. Um <laughs> So I really struggled with this. I do remember The Shining, though, because Dick yeah. got whacked. Um, was funny. And he was riding the fuck out of that big wheel. Yeah. So, uh, those, those were funny lines from that one. I liked the episodes where we get to rank things. And, Me too. And make lists and stuff. Pitch a sequel was a lot of fun yep. because uh, it really got the creative juices flowing when I was thinking of a one-hour photo sequel and all that. Glad you said um, that. And then, you know, my favorite episode actually is everyone I get to record with my best buds. Oh, that's nice, buddy. Thank mm. you. Uh, my other favorite one is one hour photo. I think we had a that, that I think all four of us are just on our shit in that episode. Great film, Robin Williams, R.I.P. I feel like I feel like I brought the heat on Donnie Darko too. So I'm gonna say Donnie Darko. I had to miss that one. <laughs> you know, yeah, that was a good get, episode. I had to miss that one getting married, you know. <laughs> it happens. It's not too late. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we're doing it live, pal. <laughs> All right, she also asked, what has your favorite interview been? And I cheated. I wrote down several, but I'll pick one at the end. Uh, Lou Temple was great. Vincent DeSanti was great. Someone's Robert right. England, of course, can't of course. not pick that one. Lynn Shea, Heather Langenkamp. I really like Ken Kersinger's. James U. Courtney. And I really had a great time interviewing Guy Busick. He was he was an awesome interview. He was. If I had to pick my overall favorite, it would be between Lou Temple and Vincent DeSanti. And I would probably go with Vinny slightly. I loved Vinny's. His was awesome. My favorite's probably 
And uh, I'm just taking Robert England off the table just because, I mean, that was, I think that's the top notch. Freddie fucking group, that's, my that's God, the, man. Uh, so I'm going to go with Heather Langenkamp. Awesome. Most, I mean, a lot of that was how, what I had to go through to, uh, to even make that happen. And then she had was great. to go record it because yeah. I thought, Oh, I'm not fucking missing Heather Langenkamp. We just had a hurricane. Yeah, I had to come home on lunch and do that. Interview. And I had like no, I had no internet. I had, I was driving, you know, an hour away. Uh, it was, it was crazy. I recorded it in the, in my ex-wife's closet. That's where I recorded Jesus it. Because, <laughs> because I was not missing that episode. Um, my, Heather Langenkamp comes right to mind because she was so great and gracious and complimentary of us, which I think was really, really cool. And she seemed to have just as much fun as we did. Uh, I think Robert was great. Again, same thing. You know, he's kind of a big deal. And when he looks at you, he's like, Thank you guys for having some really good questions because I'm sure everyone asked him about sitting in the oh, makeup chair yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. And we asked him some different questions. I think he really appreciated that. It was a great episode. My favorite interview we've ever done is pretty recent. It's uh, James Jude Courtney. I think he was great. It was fun to get to interview a fucking Michael Myers. So that was cool. The best Michael Myers. I'm fine with that. That's a good opinion. He's awesome. And he was great with his time. He, he probably would have sat and talked to us for another two hours if we wanted. Yeah, so he was, great. that's probably my favorite interview. So Lou Temple, hands down. <laughs> He's still looking for some water. Yeah, Lou, Lou Temple, uh, fucking legend, didn't take a sip of water that whole interview. And he was very generous with his time. Like, he would have kept going as long as we wanted to. He was just shooting the shit with the boys, it felt like. Um, and then also, honorable mention was Jessica Morris. Brian and I did that interview. It was, it was me. Yeah, Nico and I did that interview. <laughs> and that thing was uh, all of 10 minutes. And then we stretched it as long as we could. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jen and Juice asked us, "What's the movie you've been dying to review but haven't done yet?" <laughs> My answer is the one that I'm, I am really looking forward to it, but I'm waiting on the right time. I feel like Brian will hate it, but mine is the Lighthouse. Oh God, I, I hate that as well. Can't wait. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Don't count me out. Movie sucks. Don't count me out. Uh, I'm going Doctor Sleep and Final Destination Five. I've been trying to fit those damn movies in every genre that we pick but i can't i can't get it in there yet that's what she said uh to no to no one's surprise jason x because i want to make brian and dustin squirm um well you guys have been respectfully you picked cloverfield so fuck you um (laughs) no anyway uh jason and and same as you dr sleep i think will be awesome that's a great fucking movie um I couldn't. Uh, I, I tell you one that I'm looking forward to reviewing when it happens is the Winnie the Pooh movie because I think that's going to be fun as hell to review. Um, but I think that uh, Christine, because I want Mike to suffer. Oh, God. Uh, Tremors. Ugh. And then honestly, there's a movie that I'm picking. I think I put it on the calendar for next month or the month after, but uh, Nether Beast Incorporated is Why a movie. Do you, can I ask you a question? Is that yeah. your birthday pick? Can I ask you a question? We would hate? That was WrestleManiac. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Why do you hate me? Well, I don't. But uh, <laughs> Nether Beast Incorporated is a movie that I'd never heard of, but I was. Uh, it's got Steve from Blue's Clues in it. And I clicked play on it, and it's one of the most entertaining movies I've seen in a while. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Okay. Our, our next question is from Dead Noise Blog. They asked, as a hardcore fan, what is something you want to see at events like conventions? Could be anything from dream guests to certain vendors merchandise to how the event is itself is run what does a dgot run convention look like uh my guess would be tobin bell jonathan brett heather and robert sigourney weaver patrick and vera uh i would like to see some escape rooms at the convention it's like the one i went to was spookala that's a good idea they had escape rooms in there that was fun 
And another thing I would make sure that happened at a DGOT convention is it would be well air conditioned, so you wouldn't be sweating your ass off in there, and there would be easy access to food and drink. Right. Nice. Go ahead, Mike. I don't. Nico I, took mine. It's very hard. <laughs> I've only been to one convention, so I don't really know. I, man, that was hard. What does it don't grow? First of all, I'd like to land as many people that would like big, like not like big, big people, but like I want people that have been recurring characters in films that we've reviewed. So anybody from slasher franchises, just, you know, stuff like that. Um, so that would be the kind of rundown I want. And I want like a podcast panel. So us, maybe Dead Meat, some people like, uh, you know, Cody Leach and all that, you know, get kind of some reviewer panel things in there. Maybe all all of us sit together and do something like that. That's really all I can think of because I'm not going to lie. The last convention we went to, I did not enjoy myself. <laughs> um, Rob Zombie, David Arquette, Ethan Hawke, Anna Armas. Next question. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Uh, God damn it. We're going to Twitter now. Patrick, a big fan, a big friend of ours. been awesome to us. He's asked several questions, but the first one he asked is, if you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Is this just horror? You want to keep it with horror since we're a horror yeah, podcast? Yeah, we're a horror podcast, so why not? Okay. Uh, I wrote down Saw 6 or The Conjuring 2, but if I had to pick, I would go with The Conjuring. Um, I'm just going to go with Scream. Unless you count Ghostbusters as horror comedy, then Scream. It's a two-way tie between Scream and Halloween 78. I couldn't pick. So I, I put Scarface because that's my favorite movie ever. But I also put if we're, if you mean horror specific or movies that we reviewed, cheated. I put either Ghostbusters or Beetlejuice. Nice. God damn it! <laughs> I do like those movies. Though. All right. The next question he asks is, "What's your favorite behind the scenes story an interviewee has told you?" I wrote down two answers. I really like Ken Kersinger's Dennis trip and uh, <laughs> yeah. Lou's story about Danny Trejo and the pants around your ankles. The explanation <laughs> about that. Uh, I wrote two as well. Lynn McCree, um, her stories about Wes Craven, I thought were awesome. It actually gave me chills. And uh, Vincent DeSanti, not anything in particular, but just his thought process and the way he thinks and the the, the, the thought that he put into Jason and his backstory for never or for a Don't Hike Alone. Um, I, that that was it. Um, I think my favorite one is probably – just the kind of like mindset that James Drew Courtney had to put himself in to become Michael Myers. I thought that was intense, really cool to kind of hear that thought process to get in that dark, deep place and him kind of telling us, Hey, if I put this mask on, I become a different person. And that's how like real it was to him to be that character. So I thought that was really, really cool. I can't remember shit. Go ahead. <laughs> I can't remember shit. I don't remember. Like, I, I know you have I remember, CTE. I, I remember, uh, you know, interviewing these people, and I, I see the, the graphics. I'm like, oh yeah, we did interview them, but I don't remember specific stories. All right, Kevin Scanlon asks us, "What are three movies from previous decades that you think would benefit from a remake using today's technology or special effects?" I wrote down <laughs> two of them for sure, but so I haven't seen the sequels to the first one. But the first one for sure is Wishmaster, uh, Season of the Witch. And the third one I wrote is Children of the Corn, but I haven't seen the sequel, so I don't know if it's any better. Oh, nice. I, I actually wrote uh, Season of the Witch too, but the original Friday the 13th, uh, which is Pamela, and uh, Hellraiser. Same. I want I want a reboot of the Halloween 3 universe. I think it's a good concept. It just needs to be redone with better stuff. Um, don't call it Halloween. Yeah, just call it Season of the Witch. It'd be great. Um, the, same as you, Friday the 13th, the original. I want, uh, I want Pam Voorhees to kind of become the main killer. It, and we can still have Jason movies that run concurrently with it. Like, I don't think we have to pick one. 
think we can kind of have a Pam prequel and then uh, uh, adjacent series. I only had the two. I can't really think of anything. That, the only thing I could think of is I want a good, a good Black Christmas. Not, not fucking PC stuff. Not fucking whatever 2006 was. I want Black Christmas. I put uh, bones because I think there's a lot of meat on that bone, no pun intended. But I think that the story has it, – it could be a good story for a horror movie if you redid it with better writing and better uh, effects. I put They Live because I think that – honestly, I'm surprised They Live hasn't been remade. It's a John Carpenter movie, and it's from the 80s. Like, everything else has been remade. Um, so I think you could do some cool things with effects on that. Especially, like, just with the political yeah. Yeah. atmosphere out yep. there. Yeah, absolutely. And then I put The Birds also because that's a classic movie. And, you know, nice. the fact they use real birds be awesome. in that movie, yeah. imagine they could do with today's technology. So I think those three. Maybe don't drive people crazy like Alfred Hitchcock did, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The next question he asked was, what's one movie you think would be better with a complete recast? And who would you replace the original actors and actresses with? I kind of just rehashed on my Michael Myers one because I couldn't think of a movie I would change the whole cast on. But I said Halloween H2O with a different Michael Myers. I said, you brought back Jamie. Why couldn't you bring back Nick Castle or somebody? Because no offense, Chris Duran, you stunk as Michael Myers. <laughs> oh, thanks for coming on the show someday, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for turning us down yeah. in the future. Don't blame me. Um, uh, I said Hellraiser. But I don't know who you would replace that. I, literally anyone else. <laughs> Go ahead. Doug Bradley's good. I said Doug Bradley's the okay, well, spotlight right, of the films, Doug bro. Doug Bradley is great. Replace everybody. Yeah, the acting in that franchise is pretty <laughs> shit. Christy Cotton? In the first one? Yeah. Okay. This is my answer, and I know you guys kind of disagreed with me, but I want an entire new cast uh, for Hostel. <laughs> I thought everyone was bad. Well, I think it was a writing. I didn't think the, yeah. the I didn't think the actor. That's okay. I'm going to agree person. to disagree. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I can't think of a movie I'd scrap everyone, but just more David Arquette, Ethan Hawke, and Ed <laughs> Norton in general. Do you watch anybody else's movies? There's other movies. <laughs> I don't know. Ask Nico. He's seen a lot. <laughs> uh, fuck y'all. <laughs> um, all right, Kevin Scanlon asked if you put together a top five entry level horror. This is a great movies. question, Kevin. By the way, great question. If you put together a top five entry-level horror film list for those new to the genre, what would you suggest to them? My answer would be Halloween, yep. 78, The Conjuring 2, the, the Strangers, The Shining, and Train to Busan. I feel like you cover a lot of different yep. genres of those. Okay. Now, this is depending on age because if you're like the first one you're going to introduce to your kids, I've always said Friday 13 Part 6 was, mm -hmm. was there's great. No nudity. There's no nudity. But and it's not that bad. So the kills are kind of neutered in that film, right? And it's still um, good. So, but if but if film. age is no no thing at all, then I would go with uh, Friday 09, Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> oh, no. 78 Halloween, Conjuring, and Paranormal Activity. Uh, Halloween 78, Scream or Scream 4, doesn't matter which one. Uh, the Conjuring, the first one, I would say Saw or Saw 2. And then the fifth one I really had a hard time with. I was trying to think of something like a zombie film or something like that, but I don't really think there is one. So I'm just going <laughs> to I'm just going to say I'm trying to think of a Friday the 13th that I like. Oh, you know what? I'm going to make it one of Stranger Calls because the remake, because I think it's a really good entry level horror to, for someone to just kind of get their feet wet, dip their toe. in. like good. we talked about on the episode, yeah, I, I think. I yeah, think I if that. you're 12, 11, and you want to see a horror movie that's not too scary, just is really intense, I think When a Stranger Calls is good. The remake, the, the original's not that great. 
Did you, did you look at my notes and see that? Because that's what I have. I it, no, I didn't. So uh, Copying off your notes, bro. Yeah. I uh, I just put together, like, I didn't want to go with movies that were, are, quote, unquote, too scary. Because if you're trying to introduce someone and get them to stick yeah. around and watch more. Yep. So I did uh, When a Stranger Calls, the remake that we just recently reviewed. I did the original Scream, I Am Legend, Train to Busan, and The Lost Boys. Um, my other answer to that, if you're a child, I think the way to kind of get your feet wet in hindsight, I know nobody, I don't know if anybody else on the show likes the movie, but Nightmare Before Christmas is a good kind of like dipping your toe in, spooky things, scary things, weird, creepy things. I love it. I think it's great. But I understand why someone wouldn't. But I I think if you're a kid and you see that movie, you're like, oh, these are kind of creepy, weird, dark things. And I want to explore those more. So I think Nightmare Before Christmas is a great horror entry point. And Hocus Pocus. All right, next one. Uh, (laughs) Halloween Town's better. Anyway. Oh, my God. But for kids, Halloween Town or Hocus Pocus would be a good one. (laughs) Uh, it sucks, bro. Kevin Scanlon's last question is: Who are some of your favorite horror genre actors and actresses? I did five: uh, Tobin Bell, Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga, Victoria Pedretti, and James U. Courtney are my five. It's hard to go wrong, and you could just sit here and name off a ton of them. Yeah, you can. Um, I love obviously Nev Campbell, yep. Robert England, Tobin Bell, Ali Larder. Um, keep on going. <laughs> uh, I kind of have the same answer as everybody else. I think Tobin Bell, just because he plays that Jigsaw character so well. Uh, I really – Nev Campbell, Heather Langenkamp. Um, obviously, Robert England, just because this Freddy as Freddy, I think is great. Um, uh, and I, th- I think Vera Farmiga is also probably – like any horror film she's in, I think has been pretty damn good and watchable. Um, so – do I even need to say it? No, no. Next question. <laughs> no, I, I would add to you know. In addition to oh god, here's some firefight. In addition to Ethan Hawke, and in addition, in addition to uh, David Arquette, I'm gonna add Bill Mosley. I think Bill Mosley's awesome. Oh yeah, top top. Okay, shout Sean. out to Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. No, no. All right, Sean Irwin <laughs> asked of Friday, Halloween, and Nightmare movies, which has the most bad movies? Oh, this Nightmare is, on Elm Street. I say this is simple. I didn't. I forgot Nightmare was in the equation. Oh, besides Nightmare four and five, like I just I don't. There's the and, and Freddy's dead, but I mean we've got. I don't like two either. There's only much. like me and Dustin were talking about this beforehand. There's only like I know there's, what six seven films in there. So that's that's why I said plus, I think so. that if you say uh, who has the m- most bad movies, then yeah, it might be one of the others. But if you do it percentage wise, yes. it's Nightmare in a Runaway. Yes. So if you're just talking about who has the most in the franchise, like quantity. Then uh, I say Halloween, but yeah. Nightmare has a is shooting a higher percentage of duds. I don't know. I think Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth are tied for me on enjoyable, <laughs> enjoyable movies. My answer is pretty much the same as yours, Dustin. Percentage wise, I think there's more Nightmare movies that are bad, but there's more movies than the other ones. I would say Halloween has more bad films. It also has more great films than Friday. Just saying. Okay, Matt Sears asked, why are Sean Cunningham and Victor Miller the way they are? I just wrote, money is the root of all evil. I, I said, yep. fuck them. That's what I said. Definitely yeah. money. Money and ego. Money, clothes, and hoes. Feel me? Okay, the last question we have is from Andrew Ferguson. What have been your favorite, yeah. least favorite theme months? My favorite was 2000s or home invasion, and respectfully, sci-fi was my least favorite. <laughs> Damn it, you heard Brian's I don't even have a – honestly, I don't even have the answer for this because I cannot even remember all of our theme months. Me either. <laughs> so, yeah. so go on. My, I'm claiming CTE on this one. Hey. So far, it's been 2000s. Uh, we, we, we haven't finished yet. My least – I don't want to say sci-fi because I got into some 
pretty good new movies, but it, I'm going to have to say sci-fi. I'm sorry. I didn't even like my own movie. <laughs> Annihilation was okay. I don't really, I don't have a least favorite, but for my three favorites, been uh, Never Seen It Month because that was cool. That was we cool. All, we all got that was to a good experience one. something for the first time. Uh, Home Invasion Month is cool because I, I like that genre in general. And then Horror Comedy Month is always fun because it's nice to uh, change it up and yeah. have my, some, A little mind bleach. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of Horror Comedy Month, respectfully. That was kind of a painful one. But, it's harder uh, to review a comedy than it is a horror. They, That's for sure. They were. Uh, that was all of our questions. Really appreciate all, yeah. all of the questions you guys submitted to us. Uh, we'll definitely do another one of these in the future. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts? No. Congratulations, Mike. And, yep. you know, it's it's awesome to get together with these guys uh, in person for, for the first time. Yeah, man. Uh, first of all, thanks for everyone being here. And thanks for all the questions. Uh, again, I said it at the beginning of the episode, we had no idea if we were going to have enough to do an episode. We got almost 40 minutes out of this. That's pretty damn good. Uh, so we had another episode planned where I had my answers written down and then we had enough questions. I said, fuck it, we'll do it live as we like to say <laughs> on this show. So if I sounded a little, you know, mush mouth, that's why I didn't want to put too much thought into it. Just wanted to kind of answer it and have a discussion. So thanks for sending those in and thanks guys for being here, man. It, it, it looked like for a while we may not all get here, but we got here. <laughs> yep. God damn it. Dustin. Just want to remind everybody. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.